what it really comes down to is our users year over year have seen an increase of employer retention of over 44% on average. Welcome to The New HR, a podcast for HR professionals who strive for more than just compliance and paperwork. We believe that HR is at the heart of any organization. So our show is all about meaningful conversations with HR tech founders and high performers who are driving change in the industry. From employee journeys to HR platforms and wellness in the evolving corporate world, we cover it all. Now, here's your host, Mark Jackson. Hello, welcome to the new HR show. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and we have an excellent podcast today. Uh, we have uh, Dan Berzanski. Did I get that right, Dan? You got it right. Who is the CEO of uh, One Team 360, helping with the management of hourly and shift workers. Dan has uh, successfully built startups and led the development of One Team 360, a SaaS solution that gamifies employ- employment, improving training, performance, and overall engagement for part time workers. So, uh, welcome again, Dan. Can you? Get, get us up to speed, kind of catch us up on a, a little bit about your background and what's brought you where you are today. Sure, sure. Uh, first off, thanks thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so my, my really my, my start uh, started as a backyard swim instructor, believe it or not, back in the day. Um, and that was through, uh, through high school, through college. Um, coming out of college, took a real job for a moment. Uh, went to grad school, uh, you know, finished my MBA, and realized that I I really was bored with what I was doing. I was uh, I was kind of that first generation of spoiled brat uh, millennials who felt like I could do more and do better. And, and uh, uh, long story short, I started Premier Aquatics. Uh, Premier Aquatics still operates today. Uh, I still serve as the CEO of Premier Aquatics. So we're a full service lifeguard. Uh, service agency in California, Utah, and Arizona. Uh, we actually broke broke 700 employees yesterday. Um, so that was, that was the 31st of May. Uh, I don't know if it is a congratulations or I'm sorry, but it's one of them. Um, but we've got about 100 locations that we provide services to. And we also, we also own a, a swim school brand called Premier Swim Academy. So we do full service lessons, indoor swim schools. Um, so those companies are kind of going, and I'm I'm there, and I'm having my weekly kind of touch bases. But for the most part, they run without me. Um, about a few years ago, uh, I, I started developing what I just affectionately called the app, and it was something that we really managed our team with. We we were having an issue with retention and engagement with amongst our staff. Um, so I brought a developer uh, in house, and we started building out just a very simple communication tool. Uh, tracking tool, uh, which turned into an incentive program and a gamified uh, employee experience. And and uh, I joke that I lost a bet, but I decided to uh, to go raise a little bit of money. Rip money came really easily from people who understood what we were doing, and, um, and we built one team. And now we're we're in our second year of operation with One Team Three Hundred and Sixty, um, and it's uh, it's been a hell of a journey. I'll tell you that. That's great. Um, can you just share a little bit about what One Team Three Hundred and Sixty caters specifically to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the way you asked it is exactly right. It's 
pretty specific. It's a niche product and it's specifically designed for um, employers of hourly workers. So hourly or shift-based workers. Um, specifically, if there's any level of training or compliance involved. So, um, you know, we've seen uh, restaurants have a, a, a level of success with us, like quick serve restaurants. But then when we get into uh, lifeguard agencies, cannabis dispensaries, uh, uh, obviously swim schools, water parks, amusement parks, uh, family entertainment centers, things where there's uh, a liability and some kind of training component, uh-huh. uh, certification component, whether I'm in the US it's OSHA, um, you know, the occupational safety hazard. Um, we do really, really well with those groups. And we've, we've really worked to gamify their training their employment, their performance and, and, and so on. Interesting. So, what are the what are the benefits of tracking job training performance and overall real time engagement uh, through the app? Yeah, so really, uh, I'll start at the end, and we'll, we can kind of work our way backwards. But um, what it really comes down to is our users year over year have seen an increase of employer retention of over forty four percent on average. So. What we've done is we've taken their everyday shift, and you know, I, I was of the mindset of, "Hey, I'm paying you to get to work, so get to work." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as soon as we made this shift in our thought process to, um, "Hey, guys, we no longer have one set of clients; we now have two set of clients. One is the one that pays us, and one is the one that we pay." And we started treating our employees like people we have to win to keep or work hard to keep. Um, things change for us, so. Um, every day we're able to provide our every one of our employees with live corrective or celebratory feedback on how they're doing. Uh, more importantly, they get to tell us how we're doing as an employer. And we're actually able to see metrics and, and analytics on how our managers are managing, uh, which managers are winning people versus which managers people are quitting. Uh, we can see which employees are excelling as a company where we are struggling and we can fix things really quickly. So uh, it's been a, a godsend for us. Um, and again, it's had a, a direct impact on our retention. 44% is a big number. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm getting the sense that it's more of a, uh, a regular activity because, you know, a lot of, a lot of platforms and people talk about, you know, having a pulse check with employees, sending out a survey or something like that, you know, some quarterly, some, some heaven forbid, you know, annually. But it sounds like you're really, you're touching them on a regular basis yeah absolutely and, and that's been a that's been the difference you know when we talk about how we're different than the others and there aren't really many people that do what we do um, ours is a daily interaction with the employees and that interaction can be something as simple as hey that that employee checked in on the app because they do they clock in through our app we integrate with a number of time and attendance platforms okay so it could be as simple as they check in on the app and and notifies the manager, hey, Dan's checked in and you know, you haven't interacted with him in X amount of time. Um, or it's things like in-service trainings or just what we call our interaction factors. Um, you know, I saw them doing a great job or I saw them struggling with something. I could provide that feedback. Um, it, it really is an HR, it's an HR platform with a gamified employee platform plus uh, well, a training component as well. So how do they check in? I, I, I assume that they can't check in while they're sitting on a couch somewhere, you know, at home in the basement. Yeah. 
checking in on that. I mean, they can try. So is it is it geolocated? Like how, how exactly do you, do you do that? Yeah, so really we are, I joke that we are the beauty and the time and attendance systems are the brains. Um, so we, through our integration, whatever rules they have set up on their time and attendance platform, we absorb. So we do have people who don't use time and attendance that just use us and they can check in at any point. The manager has to acknowledge it. Um, and then if you're integrated with a One I Work or Evolia or one of the really great systems, um, it'll be direct. Okay, great. I, I, I think I did notice that you had posted on LinkedIn um, talking about the, the concept of gamifying employment. So can you expand a little bit more? Like you touched a little bit on gamification. Can you just expand on that a little bit? Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we know and I'll tell you what we do. So what we know is that um, the easiest way to lose employees is just to kind of let them show up and leave and there's nothing involved. There's no interaction, no engagement, right? So um, we're at a point where I think the tides are turning, but we've been in a point for the past few years where the employee was kind of at the, in the driver's seat, right? We all needed them. We were all desperate to find more of them. We were desperate to keep them. Um, so when we started talking about gamification, we talked about the fact like, what does it take to keep them interested in going to the same job and doing the same menial task every day, right? Whether it's cash handling in a restaurant or whether it's cleaning a warehouse or whether it's lifeguarding a pool or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so what we started thinking about is instead of the stick, we started thinking about the carrot. What's it going to take to get people uh, excited to come to work and not want to miss a shift? Um, what we what we, I would say, settled on. It was a lot of deliberation, so we didn't settle on anything. But um, every shift that they work, one team, they're, they're eligible for a one point or two points, however the company uses us sets it up. Uh, my company is at one point per shift. Um, it is their point to lose if they checked in, they're eligible for it, uh, based on their performance, their training, their maybe completion of their duties, uh, completion of daily reports, however you want to set it up. Um, if task, we, we manage task management and everything. Um, you either earn your point or you don't earn your point. Um, and the system will legitimately and literally kick out it, a push notification saying, hey, Mark, great job on your work today. Tell us how we did and we'll give you your, your grade. So you get to give us what we call our 360 feedback and then you get to see how we rated you. Now, it's never a surprise. Right. If someone was late, they know they were late. If someone and we've had a conversation, um, but it's all documented, um, so they know exactly what we rated, what we gave them, what they earned, what they didn't earn. Um, we even have it set up where if they're if they're late to a shift, they can lose points. Right, and it all happens with automation. Um, so we've really tried to make it, uh, you know, earn points for doing a great job. And they get that feedback daily, 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 or per or per. Per, per shift, what, what what type of feedback do you do you put in the surveys for uh, to get feedback on the employee employer side? Uh, you, you're talking about the 360 feedback, yeah, yeah. So so we have two sets. We have manager feedback and we have location feedback. So they have uh, any manager that has interacted with that employee throughout the day. That employee can give them. It could be. Uh, did your manager visit you at least three times today? Did your manager, do you have all the tools necessary to be successful? Yeah. Um, is there anything you think we could be doing better? Uh, on the facility side is, are there any unsafe situations in the facility? Um, 
is there anything that you think we can do within the facility to make the job easier? Um, just very simple questions. And I would say, to be completely honest with you, uh, seven out of 10 times, they just skip over that survey. They don't even bother filling it out. But what we found is that the 30%, 20 to 30% that actually do complete it, um, it allows us to get in front of a much bigger problem before it turns into a much bigger problem. So things like sexual harassment, abuse of customers, uh, things of that nature that generally speaking, the employee, and we know this, this generation doesn't like face-to-face, or they like it through an app. Um, generally speaking, they the employee just would rather just quit the job and go find, go somewhere else, right? Instead of providing feedback. And I, I do have an example of that. I sat on one of my pullbacks and I, um, I'm watching a training going on and I sat with this young lifeguard um, for about an hour. I'm just talking to her. We're just hanging out, watching the class. I'm asking her questions about high school and all the other stuff that goes on and, and uh, says nothing to me over the course of an hour. Um, the very next morning, I actually we get our reports every night. I get a summary report of the day. And she actually, um, she, I, I'm not going to say she filed it, and it wasn't against me. I'll say that up front. She, she commented on a sexual harassment situation with one of her managers. She sat next to the owner of the company for an hour and never said a word to me. But anonymously, she went into the app and she reported this issue that would have turned into a much bigger issue. Um, had had she not had an outlet to do that, interesting. It was a, almost like a place of safety where she felt she could talk. Exactly, and her man, it's anonymous. Only the owner of the company can see who submitted, um, which is really it's priceless. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I, I didn't think in the back. You know, sometimes like you get the surveys, and the number one you know thing in the the back of your mind is you know they're going to be tracking. They're going to know it's me that I said X, Y, or Z, and is there going to be potentially, um, you know, some sort of retribution or negative action by the, that manager or, or leadership. So it's interesting that you mask that for everyone. Yep. And, and even uh, one step better, at the end of the week, the manager gets a report card, which is a very broad macro report card on how on their grade as graded by the employees that work for them. So, and that is something that we had never seen. I've still never seen it, um, and it's just incredible what they, what we learn about people. Yeah, for sure. And I, I actually, I think you know, having those points as well to share with the management gives them a, a very organized structure in terms of how to build a better, better organization. Because you know, obviously, yep. there's a lot go- there's a lot going on, right? So, you know, these these are the metrics you're being measured by, and you have to hit these every single day. I think. In, in many ways is is powerful and helpful to them. Yep. Yep. No doubt. That's great. So is there anything else that you can share in terms of how companies leverage the performance data from one Team 360 to effectively manage employees? Um, I mean, the, the only other thing that I would really add is that um, there's no more gray area with my, with our users, right? So, um, I mentioned that every ship they could be eligible for a point. Those points unlock progression levels or incentive levels, however you set them up. Um, and if I was to go through mine for my company, you would see, you know, get through level one, you get access to mental health counseling. Get through level two, you get your first raise or you're eligible for your first raise. Get through level three, you get X, Y, Z. 
as you march through these levels, you can see that carrot that's dangling right in front of you, um, which has really been huge. But the best part is, is that it's no longer he likes me or he doesn't like me or she likes me, she doesn't like me. It's all based on actual data. So we see within the system, employees are notified every day what their grade was. If they've got an issue, they can report that. Um, but when it comes down to leveling up and having a quick touch base review, we don't believe in six month or annual reviews. We do it every 20 points. Um, we can actually see a snapshot of when they are due for a raise, as an example. That raise is actually based on the performance. There's no and zips or buts about it. There's no personal feelings involved. It's, it's very black and white, um, which has been nice. It's been really, really nice. And from a liability perspective, um, I can't tell you how it, it covers our ass because um, it's all black and white. Yeah, for sure. If somebody has a bad day and they get a bad rating, um, do you, like not, not a horrendous rating, but just they need to be improvement. Does the, does the app give any recommendations or, or do any coaching uh, to help them um, mitigate any issues or problems? Yeah, great question. So we do that through our skill assessments. So if someone, uh, and skill assessment can be anything. Um, on the lifeguard front, we do actual rescue skills and things of that nature. On the customer service side, it's cash handling, it's, it's things of that nature. Um, so it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, however, if they fail a skill, it will actually give them a push notification saying, hey, we need to brush up on our catch handling skills. Please read and watch these videos and take this quiz. And it'll log it in their employee file that they've done that. Um, so it really does give them that feedback and then tell them how to remedy whatever the issue is. And then we can retest or, or reevaluate. Love that you're pushing videos as well. You know, it just, you, you yeah. talk about learning with this generation that, you know, generally gravitates towards this type of employment. You know, they want to find out something, how to do something. They, it says there's a YouTube, right? Or there a video there. That's, yep. That's, yep. Uh, that's very, very smart. Um, what are the, the most, I guess, critical issues facing more and more companies is how to retain employees. And, you know, obviously you've shared a few layers of, of how that, but could you share some more tactics HR managers looking to keep their staff could employ? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is something that'll be common sense to some and it'll be um, crazy to others, but you know, we, we, we had never to this point had an in-house HR director. Um, we, we started with this position about a year ago um, and, and I was very deliberate in the fact and, and how we hired and who we hired. Um, and we didn't hire an HR director. We hired a head of people and culture. And yes, they deal with HR, but really um, Amber is our head of HR or head of people and culture. Um, her job is not to, uh, obviously we're documenting discipline and coaching and, and doing HR things, but I need 80% of her time to be focused on how do we become a better employer? What can we offer to our employees? Again, our, our other customers uh, to make them want to stay and make them want to be part of the organization. I, I will be the first to admit that we spent many years working people to death um, and we lost a lot of really great people um, who just didn't want to do the grind, and especially in an unforgiving you know, workplace. Um, when we made that shift, everything changed for us. Um, and a lot of what we've done is be able to automate it through one team. So um, a, a lot of it we don't have to think about anymore, right? Birthdays, anniversaries. You know, One team texts them from their manager automatically. 
Uh, we it's where we track their favorite candy bars and their favorite Starbucks order, their favorite everything. So we, we we've been able to kind of use this as a tool to be able to go out and do really great things for our people. It surprised you you mentioned all of those 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 things, the anniversaries and the birthdays and the candy bar and all of those little personal touches that you know it's never mind even saying thank you for the job. You know, a lot of people still have the money. Well, you know, the money is the thank you. That's that's what that's what you get the money for. Yeah. But it's it's more than that. You, you need to have that that regular contact, and uh, it's it's shocking. Um, you know, big companies, small companies, just the teams not celebrating simple things as birthdays. Uh, just even a simple text message. It's it's hard. It's it's um, and you know, I consider us small still. Um. And we've got a lot of employees, but I consider us small. It's really hard to track. Before we had an automated system in place, it, it was, how do you do it? Is it you know, I say our biggest competitor is a spreadsheet, but who's actually owning that spreadsheet and going in every day and making sure it's no one's birthday? And uh, and then just the, the candy bars, it sounds so silly, but if someone picks up a shift last minute for me, my manager is going to show up with the Snickers, not the Reese's, because they love Snickers, right? And when people see that, they're like, oh my God, how the hell do you do this with 700 people? Um, but it really is, we systemized it. So kind of give me a glimpse of the the people that you significantly help that show up at your doorstep. Are they drowning in a spreadsheet or what's the, the typical client that, that is onboarded with you? What do they look like? Yeah, 100% drowning in a spreadsheet, but more so they're drowning in in figuring out how to train more and hire more. Um, they Really, a lot of the people that we that we bring on, they're struggling just to do something. You know, they, they, they have the best intentions, um, but they just, they just can't get out of their own way sometimes. And by automating it and relying on the technology, things change overnight. So um, everyone that we've talked to, and, and everyone has different needs, right? Within one team, we service... We have task management, custom reporting, training, you know, obviously all the birthdays and anniversaries. We have a, a 10 or 15 different kind of pieces within the system. Everybody comes to us for something different. Um, they all end up utilizing all of it, but they come to us for something different each time. Um, but the one commonality is that they just, they don't know how to do more and be better for their team. And that's what we help them with. Do you have um, analytics? Like obviously... You get scoring, but I'm thinking, you know, when I see a scoring, it's ri- it's filtered from you know, good to bad or well, bad bad to uh, worse type thing. But do you do you have any uh, micro or macro analytics that you use within your system? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the, the like the the best example would just be our our skill assessment uh, reports, which can really pull location by location. Uh, job by job and how we're performing as a whole and how so we have a quality assurance manager who can literally pull a weekly report and say okay here are pain points these are the teams that are struggling these are the skills we're struggling with this is where we're losing people it's very uh, very easy to understand uh, it's really it's, it's a three click report um, and, uh, and and that's just one example but we, we try to do that um, so how long has the platform been live? Yeah, so we, we launched last January. We actually went to, we, we launched beta last January. In May, we went to public. Um, we actually 
funny enough, we only started marketing it. We're, we're starting it uh, this month. We're starting marketing. We've attended quite a bit of uh, of um, trade shows, uh, conferences, um, really just to figure out who we were and who we were for. We finally feel like we're comfortable with that answer, and our marketing is really just opening up now. So, okay, so you kind of opened it in the middle of the pandemic, kind of. I guess the beginning of last year was Omnicrom, right? It was that. that yes. Yeah, we were kind of out of it, and then we were just kind of sucked back in. We we thought we were out of it. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were out of it. How 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 did that impact um, the, uh, the 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 launch of the system in terms of you know, I guess the features and and everything that you've you've worked on with? So so, I believe that the impact um, the impact was a big one, um, not from a COVID uh, perspective, but from a um, perspective of the fact that the people that we were selling to and trying to market to were in so far underwater. Yeah, they just they they were. We're talking to a manager who's not just managing but working shifts and cleaning facilities and and just if I tell you most of them were operating at about sixty percent of the the staff they should have had and finding the time and the energy to actually sit and and. Look at this was just it wasn't a reality um so you know right now we sit at about 55 56 clients uh companies using the system um and we're seeing the it's changing now overnight like we're, we're seeing uh more leads and more demos than that in a week now um and it's uh i think people are finally coming up for air yeah absolutely the, the labor market is still shows that it's so strong. Actually, I think I saw a report on uh, one of the major networks this morning that it's down to three point five or something like that. Like it's it's yep, it's strong. The your particular segment, the the hourly or or shift work, have generally speaking over time they've they've been higher churn uh, positions, have they not? Do you have do you have any statistics yeah. on that or? Yeah. So so the average employer in our and I'm talking very, again, very macro here, right? So average shift-based workers. Um, the average tenure is eight months. So we're, we're talking about, um, you know, we know, it's not a guess, we know that that turnover costs employers anywhere from 35 to 115% of that employee's payroll to retrain and get someone up to speed. It's an absurd number. I mean, even at the low end at 35%, it's an absurd number. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we we know that they don't stay long, and our goal is to increase that to two years. That's our goal. We're going to get you 24 months out of that employee. You'll still have turnover because these people are going to grow up and need full-time salary positions, but we're going to get you to keep them for two years. So you said you increase. On, on was it one specific program or uh, across the board forty four percent increase average average, average. yeah what, what is that forty four percent translate in terms of months do you have uh, any idea um you know I don't have that number off the top of my head you yeah, didn't no, do a bit of math. We, didn't, we didn't text about it but uh, I was just personally curious to be honest with you um, yeah yeah I mean I know I know on average it was six to eight months increase. Um, but a lot of our our people tend to keep them a little bit longer than eight months, um, so we were gaining half a year to a year on top of that. 
I don't know that we have enough data quite yet to be telling you the full year, yeah. um, but it was right there. So I think you mentioned earlier in our chat, you were talking about uh, mental health support services and employee well-being and mental health has gained obviously significant attention in, in recent years. Um, from your perspective, what role do uh, HR managers or managers of culture and people play in prioritizing and supporting uh, employee well-being within their organizations? So, so I would say, let me back up and say that it's not just the director of people and culture, HR, it is the organization that has a responsibility. Um, someone has to obviously facilitate that, but it is the organization's responsibility. We are learning. Um, it is a weird time, Mark. It's a weird time where um, I think some of the parents are just so overwhelmed. And we tend to, our employers, the people who use us, um, they they tend to employ 16 to 24-year-olds, 26-year-olds, around that range. Uh, what we're finding is that these, these kids are so under-equipped to, to live life. Um, and what we're seeing is that in, in many times, it's the parents are underwater, the parents are struggling, they're going through their own COVID, COVID PTSD and and so on. And these kids are coming in, they, they don't know how to write a resume, they don't know how to, they, know, they don't know anything. Um, it's funny, we actually do parent orientations for our employees. Oh, really? If you work for us, you're, as a, your parents, you will get paid as an employee if your parents attend an orientation. And what's the orientation for? Uh, tell them about the company, what we do, how we do it, um, what the expectations are, what they've committed to, um, uh, and it's really been a win for us on the on the lifeguard business and the swim school business. Um, and I can't remember where the the question was going, but really the HR directors it is I can't underscore how important it is that we're offering some kind of support, and it's really just a matter of having a conversation a lot of the times. So it's training your your managers to train their managers to train uh, the frontline folks to just have conversations, right? We talk about mandated reporter training. You know, if you're working with kids, you're a mandated reporter. Well, we kind of pick it from the same approach on the employee side, right? Ask questions, check in. How are you doing? Um, we've 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 lost one employee twelve years to. Uh, you know, who succumbed to drug use and and self-inflicted? Um, that that will not happen again. Um, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that you have parent orientation, and I obviously it's the, for this specific segment. It's not you know forty year forty year olds dragging their sixty five year old parent, uh, but uh, it's kind of interesting because if you sh if if you're really uh, selling the parents on the value of the organization, it's all part of the part and parcel of this package that you're trying to keep the employee on the, the, the ship sailing in the right direction. You have that, that influence from the, uh, the parental side as well. That's brilliant. Yep. Yeah. We, we build, uh, we build a whole team of allies. Um, and, and I also, you know, from a legal perspective, I worry, I worry that, yeah. You know, we will get sued for something silly and people think we're just a deep pocket that's ready to go to. Um, and I want them to know that we're, we're a great employer who's literally got nothing but the best interest 
of their kids at heart. Um, and this is what we can do. And this is what you can do to make sure this works. It takes a village to keep an hourly worker sometimes. It's, it's wild. It's wild. And, 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 um, again, a lot of our, a lot of our employees are students, full-time students that come ballots, a million different things, and they don't have the coping mechanisms yet to deal with stuff. So just, you know, just for the parents, we've had parents remind their kids like, Hey, you don't want to talk to me. Remember, Premier has got that 800 number for mental health, uh, uh, mental health counseling, right? And we have, we, we can see that that's happening. So it's been great. Have you um, thought of or integrated any uh, financial education in terms of the stuff that you provide resources with? Kids? Yeah, it's part of it. It's part of it. Uh, and we, we did, uh, I think two years ago, we offered the Dave Ramsey program. Um, and then now we're just doing it internally and we, We've basically our CPA and our financial advisors. We, we've asked them to offer up classes every quarter, and if they want more, they can do more. Cost us zero dollars, and our, our employees get great value from it. That's great. Um, you have any? What do you? You know, I know you just kind of started and you're starting to market, but do you have like? I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of stuff bubbling around in your head about where you want to go with this and what your plans are. Is there anything that you can share us in terms of future enhancements or it's uh it's scary in here. I'm just warning you. So <laughs> my, uh, my, my sales team calls it frantic energy. Cause I, uh, um, yeah, all, all I do is dream up where this thing's going to go. Um, one, I, I think we've built a really cool product already. Um, one of the main things that I, I, came to terms with very early is that we weren't going to be able to be everything for everyone. Um, so a big focus of what we've been working on has been just our integration framework, making it really easy to plug and play in any other system, whether it's an applicant tracking system, HRIS, time and attendance, payroll, um, swag drop. We're going to build you in now too. I haven't told you yet, but we're going to build you in. Um, make it really, really easy to integrate and make one team kind of the hub um, and then have all these spokes that can speak into that hub and, and operate in, in unison. Um, but then it gets into, you know, you know, just trying to be better and easier and easier to use and um, a lot of communication, messaging, chatting, things like that. And then eventually, um, I'm, I'm now racking my brain to see where AI comes into this. Um, right now, you know, we've got some options, but nothing that's really worth talking about. Um, and just seeing kind of what the next steps are. That's great. Um, what, what do you think about trends? Obviously, we just talked about AI. What what upcoming trends do you see in the the uh, HR tech industry? And uh, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, as of late, um, and I'm I'm happy, but I'm sad at the same time. But as of late, we've seen um, companies starting to pay attention to these sectors, uh, which we were the one and old. Trust me, I didn't want to build a software company. I would have much rather given someone else my money to let them build something. We're finally starting to see competitors pop up and start to put some money in here. We've seen some real big raises um, happen. Um, we are. We're starting a very small bridge raise right now, and I'm looking at these other guys that, have, you know, when I worked, just finished a 200 million dollar raise. Um, so, 
people are realizing, and, and I'm not sure if you know this, but the hourly workforce in the U.S. Uh, account at 60% of the U.S. workforce. 60%? 60. 60. No so hourly and shift-based workers are, well, just think about every restaurant you walk into, every every building and their maintenance team and the warehouse team and the, if you just kind of think about it, I'm looking out my window and I, every business in my window is, they employ hourly employees. Um, so um, we're going to see people start to pay really close attention to it and what they do with it. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. That's for sure. Um, how can people get in touch? We'll, we'll put some links in the uh, the show notes for LinkedIn, your uh, your website address, but is there anything else that you want to share? Do you have online resources or or videos about you know what, what you guys are doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so oneteam360.com is uh, our website. Hopefully, by the time this goes out, our new our new version is launched and rolling. Um, uh, and then obviously LinkedIn. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to share my LinkedIn information. Um, but we're we're here, and, and the beauty of where we are right now is um, we love talking to everybody, and I hope we'll get big enough to where there'll be layers eventually. Um, but we love talking to everybody and we love ideas and if, um, we love use cases. We love kind of looking at some of that stuff and um, very, very accessible. So I'm uh, happy to share my email, uh, LinkedIn and right. their website. Oh, one last question. You were talking about plugins. So do you have like an open API or do you have like a Zapier connection or something like that? How does that work? Yeah. So wide open API, um, you make it very easy and so right now it's available. Anybody with any development knowledge can do anything they want. Um, what we're building is we're building the actual integration framework where it, it is a legitimate plug and play. Map this map this field to this field. Map this field to this field, which will make a very very. It'll it'll take zero code to uh, to get you up and running. That's great. That's what old guys like me like to hear is zero code, right and drop. <laughs> well, thanks thanks so much for uh, for all of your. Uh, time, Dan. I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. And Thank you. Uh, just a, a final closing message to all of those kids out there, young and old, with ideas percolating around in your brain, uh, and in particular to my kids. Uh, stay curious. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to The New HR. We hope this episode has given you some fresh perspectives and practical ideas for improving your workplace. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to connect with us. And before you go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. Until next time.